We are going to look today at uh, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. I want to talk to you today about your expectation. Where is your expectation? Do you have expectation? I'm going to start reading with uh, verse 1, and then uh, we'll read down at least through verse 6. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you sent your word. You delivered us. You healed us. It's your word, the entrance of your word, gives us light, gives us direction. It's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Father, thank you that... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with you, that Christ is the Word. We open our hearts now to your Spirit, that you show us, reveal to us, bring light. Thank you for the revelation knowledge that comes by looking to your Word by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 1, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Interesting, they actually had an hour of prayer. I'm not saying one 60 minutes of prayer, an hour, a time when they would go to pray. At a regular time when they would go to pray. It'll help you if you have a regular time when you go to pray. Went up to the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, which is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, our time. And a certain... Man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them and entered into the temple. Whom Peter and John, about to go into the temple, asked an alms. In other words, he's looking to get some money from them. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by that right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping, stood up and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which was sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which happened to him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch that's called Solomon's Greatly Wondering. And Peter saw it. When Peter saw it, he answered the people and said, You men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so earnestly at us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, of Isaac, Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom you, de whom you delivered up, 
and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and just and desired a murder to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life. Well, he wasn't real easy on them, was he? <laughs> Why are you so shocked? Uh, and killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which is by him has given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And goes on to say, you know, the, the man that this miracle was performed by when the, the rulers were kind of trying to figure out what to do about this because how to put a lid on it, you know. They're like, he was above 40 years old, so this miracle is undeniable. And he was this way from his mother's womb. And um, I don't want to get into that, but if the Lord leads me to, I will. So uh, <clears throat> I'll just put a pause on that part. But look at verse 4 and verse 5. Let's, let's hone in on those for just a couple minutes. And Peter fastening his eyes on him with John, said, look on us. So he's begging for money. And Peter said, look on us. And so he's actually putting him in a position to expect to receive something. Like, you know, maybe he had a cardboard sign or something. It said, God bless I don't know what sign he had, but he's sitting there daily begging. And he said, hey, look here, look here. So he looked, verse 5, he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. So something happened. You're liking it? Praise the Lord. It's the word. It's so good. Something happened. When a man in need looked on men of God, could have easily, just as easily looked on women of God, looked on a person of God to receive. Because they're not, they're not there to give money. In fact, he said, silver and gold I don't have. But I have something that's, that's going to be a lot better for you than silver or gold. I'm just not going to give you a fish. I'm going to, you know, give you the power of God, which is going to change your life. Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He looked on them expecting to receive. Where is your expectation? Well, you certainly shouldn't be expecting people. Like, they looked on Peter and, or he looked on Peter and John expecting to receive. But it was not Peter and John that healed them. They didn't even give him healing. They gave him the name. The name of Jesus. It is by this, this man, the name of Jesus, that has made this man whole in front of every, every one of you. This is because of the name. And so our expectation is never on people, but your expectation on God working through a man or a woman will make all the difference in the world between you receiving and not receiving. 
Apparently, the Holy Spirit came upon Peter and John as they were walking in the temple that day. Because that man was lame from his mother's womb. He was over 40 years old. So they would have passed by him before. Well, I just want you to think so. Don't anybody get upset or anything. But you know who else would have passed by this man? Jesus Christ himself. So Peter, fastening his eyes on him, said, look here. I don't have any money for you, but what I do have, I'm giving to you. In the name which is above that crippling disease, the name of Jesus, you rise up and walk. Praise the Lord. Try to hold yourself back. So when you come expecting, you will receive. According to your expectation, you receive. And so you actually have a part to play. When we come together, you know, uh, over in uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 5, I think it is, it says, Jesus in his own hometown of Nazareth couldn't do uh, many mighty works there except he laid his hands on a few sick folk or minor illnesses, some translations say, uh, because of their unbelief. Well, Jesus said, I am the same. I don't change yesterday, today, and forever. I, I change not. Uh, they went to, uh, right before the crucifixion, when Judas betrayed him, they went to go and arrest him. They said, are you Jesus of Nazareth? Bible translators mess it up. They said, I am he, but literally, if you look in the original language, all he said was, I am. And when he said the word, words, I am, like God, I am that I am, do you know the Bible says they all fell over bodily? They fell out in the spirit. And not just a little bit, like a whole, I think Rick Renner says it, anybody know the number? It was like 300 men, I think, just poof, just fell out. Yeah, people fall under the power. He said, I am. So where is your expectation? Let's look at uh, Psalm 62. Psalm 62. And uh, they believe it's verse 4. Psalm 62, verse 4. I, I, I'm going to, you know me very well, I'm going to start verse 1. Truly, my soul waits upon God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock. He only is my rock. I don't have another rock. The government's not my rock. My friends are not my rock. I love my wife, but she's not my rock. He only is my rock. God only is my rock. Any other, any other place that you put your confidence will falter and will fail. Thank God one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So we love agreement. We love coming together. We love fighting together, fighting the devil together, not fighting. <laughs> we love fighting. 
Let's just fight, baby. Let's fight. The devil. This is going to be good. Next time, we, if, we ever, if we ever again have another argument, I'll be like, fight the devil, not me. That'll break the ice. We'll laugh. It'll be good. All right. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. What if you, well, this is like a little side rabbit trail. Evie got a bunny, so it's like a little rabbit trail. But it's in a cage, so it doesn't really make trails, does it? But you know the trails, like where we jog, there's little rabbit trails. They're kind of like you're going on, they go off all of a sudden. <laughs> he only is my rock, my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Well, you might get moved some, but he said, I shall not be greatly moved. Because why? He is your rock. He's your defense. I shall not be greatly moved. So that ought to be part of your confession. In other words, you just think on that enough. Wait a minute, that's, that's the Lord speaking. That's the Lord speaking to me. So I'm going to let that, I'm going to chew on that enough that it gets in me enough that actually I just, I take that as my own. The Lord is my rock. Well, you might not feel like that. Faith doesn't work by feels like. Faith is believing. So I believe that. So even if I feel like I don't believe that, I say I believe that because actually I do believe that. Even if it doesn't feel inspiring to me, it doesn't feel alive to me, then I, that I'm just going to declare it anyhow. I mean, that's how in the world I got born again. I saw my need of a Savior. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God came upon me, and I, and I could see different. My head didn't make sense in my head, but my heart was like, whoa, I, I, I need to give my life to the Lord. There's something about this, right? And so then I did it. But while I'm confessing the name of Jesus and confessing him as Lord, it wasn't like I felt saved. I didn't feel saved. I just knew I needed to say this. And so your confession, maybe that's the wrong word. It's the right word, but maybe it's too, too much of a, becomes a religious word, you know. You should just say your testimony. What's your testimony? Well, my testimony is Jesus is Lord. One day I confessed him as Lord. I believed in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and I said, Jesus is Lord. When I made that confession, there was an unbreakable line that was made to the access of my life by the blood of Jesus that the enemy cannot cross that line. I, I was taken from one realm and put in another. This realm is called darkness. This realm is called light. This realm is called death. This realm is called life. This realm is called bound. This realm is called free. Praise the Lord. He only is my rock and my salvation. And then you put it in your own words. 
Oh, I get my stability from God. Something comes to shake you. you might, sometimes I'll say, man, I, I, I'm really tempted to be shaken right now. But he is my rock. I'll say, well, if that thing was my source, I'd be shaken. Thank God that's not my source. God is my source. Therefore, I am not shaken. I am not moved. Because he's not moved. Uh, let's skip down to verse 5. My soul wait only upon God. For my expectation, this is where we're going. My expectation is from him. You set your expectation on God. You look to God. I mean, I, some of you might know this person, so just pretend like you don't if you do. In the earlier days of the church, somebody uh, every Sunday would like want to make a comment, you know, after the message. And kind of like, let me just like, uh, I don't know if they're correcting me or what they're doing, you know. This person had told me the Lord sent them to this church, right? And so I, I was very gracious for a long time. And I was even gracious in this response. But if you heard it from the outside, you might not have thought that was very gracious. Uh, but you can see somebody going down the wrong road. If you just let them go, that's not love. So anyhow, I said to this person, I said, do you remember in the Bible where the Lord spoke through a, a donkey? Yeah. I said, remember it says that even the rocks would cry out if someone doesn't, you know, start praising the Lord? Yeah. I said, well, if you can believe that the Lord could speak through a donkey or the Lord could speak out of a rock or a burning bush. And you told me before you said the Lord sent you here. Couldn't you believe that he could speak through somebody like me? <laughs> Do you know, to that person's credit from that day, they were completely changed. Then they say, man, I enjoyed that. Where is your expectation? You know, the Lord told uh, Pastor Mark Hankins, who's in Front Royal, he told him one time, he said, there's some things that you need to know that the only way you're going to get it from me is to get it from people you're supposed to be in supernatural relationship with. Whoa. In other words, you get some revelation through studying the word yourself. The Lord will give you light. Uh, you get some revelation through listening to some anointed uh, teachers and preachers. You get some revelation, though, from supernatural relationships, up and down, that you're supposed to be in a relationship with. So your expectation, my expectation is only on him. Well, we could go for a long time on this series, couldn't we? I, my expectation is only on him. Boy, if the Lord prompts you to sow a seed into, into someone's life, well, put your expectation on the Lord. Because I guarantee you, he has a lot more resource than that person does. But your expectation has everything to do with what you receive. So 
uh, when we come together and when you go to any gathering that's in the name of the Lord, boy, you got to set your expectation upon the Lord. My expectation is only on Him. So I'm saying, Lord, I want you to move. Who's ever up there, who's ever up there in the name of the Lord, I'm asking for your anointing to be all over them. And I am expecting, if I need a word, I'm going to get a word. If I need revelation, I'm going to get revelation. Where I need light, I'm going to get light. Where I know I need it and where I don't know I need it. I'm putting a demand on the anointing of God. I'm looking for the flow of the Spirit right to my heart, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. What a prayer. Ephesians 1 prayer. If you don't pray that consistently, pray it every day. Paul prayed it, Ephesians 1, 16. When I think of your faith and love, the Lord Jesus. Let me read it real quick. Praise the Lord. Your expectation, my expectation is only on him. The lame man looked on them expecting to receive. Paul said, verse 16 of Ephesians 1, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Margin of my Bible says, for acknowledging him. Well, that's the Lord. Well, the Lord's working in my life. Well, I see that's the Lord. Father God, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you make yourself real to every person here and listening, more real than you've ever been to us, that we will recognize and see and acknowledge your work in the land of the living, your work in our lives, in our families, at our jobs, in our nation. Father, we thank you that righteousness exalts a nation. So we plead the blood of Jesus over this nation for righteousness to be exalted, that the name of Jesus Christ will gain greater ascendancy and greater place in the halls of Congress, in the White House, in the judiciary, among the young people of this nation. In Jesus' name, remember the blood. Father, remember the blood. Remember the blood. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The gifts and callings of God, he doesn't ever change. He doesn't ever repent. He doesn't ever change his mind. The call of God on your life is never going to change. The longer you resist, the more turmoil you'll be in. The sooner you yield, the more joy you'll experience. God is a good God. He always makes a way when it seems like there's no way. That can actually become a joy instead of a fret. You're like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what to do. You're like, but I have seen the Lord come through. So I know he's going to show me a way that I can't figure out in my natural mind. And I'm going to be even happier about it because I know it didn't come from me. I know it came only from him. I know he made that way. Like we're talking about in the, we're worshiping the Lord with our giving. Like in a wilderness place, in a dry place, all of a sudden you'll see a spring of water come up. You'll be like, that's just like Jesus. Isn't that just like the Lord? Yeah, but you don't know what I have done. You know I messed up and I did this and I did that. Did you ever read that the mercies of the Lord are new every morning? Now mercy is only necessary if it's necessary and it's only necessary if you mess up 
If you did everything right and you were perfect, you don't really need mercy. You can just deal with justice. But you're not perfect. I'll take mercy. Yeah, yeah, like, well, see, what would justice get me? Whoa. That's, that's if you look to yourself according to the flesh. If any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creation. A brand new creation. Maybe st- try and focus sometimes on who you are in Christ. Instead of just focusing on who you are in the flesh. Well, yeah, but I do this. Yeah, but I do that. Yeah, but I mess up in this. I, 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 I. Jesus came to set us free from ourselves and self-centeredness. He said, I've come that you might have life and that overflowing, more abundant life. The same life that sustains God is the same life that sustains the believer. The same quality of life, the same, um, what, what do you call it? Quality, quality. Perfection of life, the same power of life that God has and that sustains God is the same exact life that Jesus came to give everyone that would believe and would receive. That we are sustained by the very life of God. Come on, the life of God quickens your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. God created man. He breathed life into him. Man was not a living being until God inspired into him, the Bible says. In other words, he, he breathed into him the breath of life. Same word for spirit. Man, he gave man a spirit and man became a living being. Man became animated. Praise the Lord. So the life of God will affect your body. Thank you, Lord. I'll just finish this part of this prayer and then we'll go back. That the eyes of your understanding, that's talking about your spirit, the eyes of your spirit would be enlightened. Amplified says would be flooded with light. I'm reading in verse 18 of Ephesians chapter 1. Would be flooded with light that you may know. God doesn't want you ignorant. He doesn't want us to not know. He wants us to know. So if I feel like I don't know, then I'm coming to the Lord with that scripture and I'm saying, Lord, I'm asking you to Flood the eyes of my spirit with light that I may know. That I may know. I know you want me to know. I'm not sure what the deficiency is in me for why I don't know, but I know whatever the deficiency is, the blood of Jesus took care of every single deficiency at every single point in every single person for all time. And I'm not coming based on my own goodness or my own works or my own perfection. I'm coming based on the goodness, the works, and the perfection of your son, Jesus Christ. It was not my plan. It was your plan. It was not my thought. It was your thought. You're the one that even gave me this idea. You're the one that even had that word penned and endured to this very day so I could receive this word, so I could say, that's me, I receive it, that I may know. So I'm asking you that I may know. I want to know. 
Well, God wants you to know. This, this is a prayer that was inspired by the Holy Spirit through Paul. Paul's yieldedness to the Spirit of God gave us this prayer. Well, Paul didn't do it. Like Paul said, some people are like, hey, I follow Apollos. Hey, I follow Paul. He's like, it don't really matter. It's God that gives the increase. Paul's nothing. Apollos is nothing. But God, he's something. He gives the increase. He gives the knowing. He opens your eyes. And thank God he does. Thank God he'll give you an answer when you need an answer. But it doesn't come through your mind. It comes through your spirit. And that's why many cases we want the Lord to tickle our ears or stimulate our reason, reasoning abilities. We're looking for him to speak from that, that uh, avenue or that part of our being. Well, he's, Jesus actually said in John chapter 4, God is a spirit. And they that worship him or draw near to him must worship him or draw near to him in spirit and in truth. In other words, it's the word from your spirit. Primary way, you, you look to the word from your spirit. So, so I, I, I'd read the word when I started to first re recognize this. I, I would say, okay, Lord, I, I'm going to read your word. And you said your spirit would teach me all things. You said, you be my teacher, you be my helper. So I'm looking to you now by looking to your spirit as I read your word. So that means I am drawing water from the wells of life that are in the word when I read the word. So in other words, this is God speaking to me. What are you saying? You're saying your spirit gave your church a prayer that we may know, that we may know. So my expectation as I read this prayer as I declare this over my life, as I in, entreat or ask you for this in my life, my expectation is this is happening. I am getting a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of my understanding are being opened and enlightened that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in everyone that believes. In other words, you ever believe that there's more to what a believer gets than what you're experiencing? Certainly there is. But you're not going to find it by watching Fox News. You're not going to find it by watching Top Gun 2. Is it 2? Well, you know, that preaches real good, but that's not necessarily true. <laughs> You might. Sometimes the Lord uses things. I mean, like Jesus all the time, he used lots of parables, lots of examples. And, and I, I have been uh, uh, seeing different things. And when, you, when your heart is connected to the Lord, preoccupied with the word, well, I mean, you'll be like the psalmist. Like when, when, I, when I saw the sunrise, it reminded me of the Lord. When I look at the stars, it reminded me of the Lord. When I, when I look at the creatures on the earth, I'm like, there is a God. Well, what is that? That's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. My son, attend to my words. What's that mean? Put my words first. Give my words first place in your life. Chew on my words. Do everything you're going to do, but put me first. My words first. By putting his word first, you put him first. So see, so you're, like, you're like, I'm a person of the word. I feed on that word. 
That's the only way you're going to live. Jesus, remember what Jesus said? Man shall not live. by bread alone or natural food only. So you can live by the chicken that's in your pocket, but that's not the only way. Now my personality is like, wasn't there grease in there? And like crumbs and like gross, like. Well, she was like, food is more important. It probably had a little baggie, was it a little, oh, it was in a little baggie, that's good. Well, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, listen, listen to this, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know what that says to me? Lord, what are you saying right now? What are you saying right now? That didn't say by every word that God spoke. It said by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That almost sounds like Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The rhema of God. The word that God makes real to you right then. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Back to Acts chapter 3. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. So your expectation is really a demonstration of your faith. What are you expecting? Where is your expectation? My expectation's on the Lord. Okay, great. So when I read the word, when I get in the presence of God, I'm expecting. I'm his sheep. I know his voice. I don't, I don't, I I, I am alerted to strangers' voices. I'm like, that's not the Lord. I may hear somebody speak on something and maybe I, I never heard that verse quite that way or whatever. And I immediately look to my spirit because I have actually trained myself and every believer should do this. When I read the word, I read with the spirit. So there, there, there are sometimes some things that come and they're unfamiliar to my head, but I'm checking in my spirit. And the Holy Ghost will be like, that's right, that's right. And I'm like, well, I haven't heard that before. Where's that at? Well, sure enough, this vo- verse just comes kind of floating up from the inside. Like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Well, sometimes you hear uh, some things said. This is the real test. Everybody jumps and shouts. And, Whoa, yeah, that's great. You check in your spirit. And it's like, huh, that's not it. That's not it. I remember Dad Hagen said one time he and his wife had a uh, evening where they didn't have a service schedule, so they went to a where there was a service happening, and they went in there, and these uh, two young men in their twenties were ministering, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's so wonderful! It's so wonderful!" Oh, he said, "We sat there and we cried." He said, can't anybody in here tell that these young men are not right with God? He said, a month or two later, it came out like uh, one of those young minister men got one of the girls pregnant at the church. 
and another one did something that's even worse. And so you're kind of like, whoa. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in everything. They gave heed to Peter, or he gave heed to Peter and John, expecting to receive. So your expectation is on who? The Lord. But then like in a service like this, any service in the name of the Lord, you have a part to play. Because Jesus in his own hometown couldn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. There's only two times in the Bible when Jesus marveled. And one was the faith of the centurion who said, you don't need to go to my house. You just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Had to do with faith. The second one was right there in Mark chapter 6, verse 5, where he marveled because of their unbelief. So Jesus marvels about faith or lack thereof. Like, are you serious? I grew up with these people. Well, he actually gave part of the answer as to why. He said, you know, no prophet is without honor except in his own town, his own country. So in other words, you have to watch your familiarity with your family, with those you're close with, with your pastor, with your friends. In other words, I'm listening on the inside with the ears that are down here in my spirit when somebody's talking especially if it's someone that I'm familiar with why well because I, I like to get to know people I like to be around people one at a time does that sound bad My natural personality is more introverted, so the thought of speaking in front of people is not something that's really appealing to me. My natural personality. But I have found that there's nothing more satisfying to my spirit than to fulfill the will of God and finish his work. So I actually enjoy it. But if I'm not going somewhere as the pastor and it's a big party with a bunch of people, I would prefer to be in the corner. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We all have things we have to overcome. So my expectation is on him. So I, I'm expecting. I'm expecting the Lord to speak. I'm expecting the Lord to move. I'm expecting the Lord to show up. You know, this, um, there's a woman in uh, one of the churches that Dad Hagen uh, pastored. He pastored that church for a year and didn't do what he was supposed to do, so the Lord sent him back. And uh, he was back for two years. And so when he went back, this woman was um, 82 years old, and she got a cancer. She got cancer in, in her stomach. And uh, it was so severe that you could lift her shirt in the back and see the darkness start to come through the back because it was eating out her stomach and almost eating through her back physically. And uh, so he got there. And he went to see her, and he sa she, said, she said, just let me die. And he said, I'm not going to let you die. He said, you get healed, and then you die if you want to. He said, but I'm not going to let you die of sickness. 
So first he had to get her to change her thinking about death and dying. He, got to, he, got, he had to get her to want to live. So then he just spoke the word into her spirit week after week after week after week. It took about five months. They had a healing service every Saturday night. The Lord instructed him to start. Hardly anybody showed up, but he said, when you know it's the Lord, it doesn't matter. He said he laid hands on her every Saturday night, anointed her with oil. But one Saturday night, he laid hands on her, anointed her with oil. He said, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if, we, if within 15 minutes you get up and you start dancing around like a 16-year-old little girl. That's exactly what happened. She was completely healed, completely restored, lived over 92 years old, and went to heaven healthy. Well, if he did it for her, he would certainly do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. But you know, she never stopped coming. Her expectation was on the Lord. I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive. What if she just said, I don't know, I've been here three times before. And nothing's really changed. No, she knows. She knows. My expectation is on the Lord. First, she had to change her thinking, change her speaking. I want to die of cancer. Is what she's her confession. No, it sounds silly when you look at it like this, but when you're in the midst of it, it seems like the only plausible things to say. But if you'll feed on the word, your plausible words will change. Seem like the only good thing to say is, "I will live and not die." And I will declare the word of the Lord. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The blessing's going to fall on someone. It might as well be me. God's still working on the earth. He's still working in me. He's still working through me. He's going to make a way. I'm excited. It looks like there's no way, so I know he's got to make a way. My expectation is only on him. You come expecting. When you read the word tomorrow, you expect to receive. When you come to the next service, you expect to receive. You draw upon the Lord. You expect the Holy Ghost to speak and show out. If you have a need, it may be physical, it will be met. It may be financial, it may be emotional, it may be in your relationships. Well, how's he going to fix a relationship? Do you know he knows exactly what you should do and what you shouldn't do? You, you ever been speaking and have the, have, uh, all of a sudden you're kind of like, I shouldn't be saying that, and it's almost like something's grabbing hold of your tongue, you know? You, you might try heeding that. There is a scripture that says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. You can always say it later. Or never, but uh, if you're trying to ascertain whether that's from the Lord or not, you just stop and let the Lord help you. Uh, my expectation is only on him. Stand with me if you would.
Let's uh, close our eyes, bow our heads. If you're here this morning in person, maybe you're online and uh, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says, as we have opportunity, let us do good. You may not have another opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. This may be the only opportunity you have left. We don't actually know that. But we do know God is a good God and his desire for you is good things. And when he does something, it's good. The Bible says that the thoughts of God are higher than the thoughts of man. The ways of God are higher than the ways of man. God wants to do something for you that goes beyond your natural reasoning ability to comprehend. That you're just in awe of how good he is and how much he loves you. He loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ, who was his son, to die on the cross to set you free from the power of the enemy. There is an enemy who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it overflow and have it more abundantly. Romans chapter 10 says, if you believe in your heart, not your head, but your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess Jesus as Lord with your mouth that you will be saved. I'm going to pray a prayer with other believers in just a minute or two. And when we pray, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, I'd like you to pray that prayer with us from your heart. And God will hear your prayer, your voice, and he'll answer your prayer. He'll come and recreate you on the inside. Take all of your sins away, wash you clean and pure. You get a fresh start in life. Your life based on what Jesus did instead of based on what you have done. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you this morning and you'd like to respond to that invitation, like to respond to the Holy Spirit who's pricking your heart, I want you to slip up your hand with every head bowed, every eye closed, whether online or in person. I want to give you an opportunity. Don't resist the Lord. He loves you with a love that never ends. Hallelujah. I want you to make a decision in three seconds. Three, two, one. All right, we're gonna pray. Those that lifted their hands, I want you to pray with us. Those that are believers, I want you to Pray this prayer. This is the greatest confession you could make in your entire life. It separates heaven from hell, light from darkness. Right now, as we pray this prayer, you're going from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You're being changed. Say this with me from your heart. Say, oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord, my Savior. I'm not living for myself anymore. I give you my life. I'm living for you.
fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.